Adjunct Students of the Bingham Podcast. The podcast where we will embark on a journey to be one with Christ in our everyday lives as human beings. I am your host, Samantha P. Laguerre, and welcome back to another episode. The wheels on the bus go round and round. The love of Jesus all around. Search party over souls been found. Paid my ransom, no more bound. Kingdom citizens, welcome back to another episode. I hope you are all well. Okay, well, as you guys can tell from the title of this episode, it is titled, Can I Have? And you're probably like, can I have what, Samantha? So I just want to preface this by saying that this episode was actually inspired by my little cousin. (laughs) He's like six years old. And this is why I love being around people most times and I love just seeing God like I just love seeing God while I'm at school and in the topics that we learn and in the interviews that I watch like I just love witnessing God and so in this I just want to share a moment that was had it wasn't really a moment but I made it a moment just because I felt like I got a revelation from that moment or from this encounter and that made it a moment for me. And so let me just share with you. So on this given day, I was I was with my cousin. I was at their house, my little cousin. I was at their house and I think I came out of the restroom. I might have taken a shower or something, I don't know. And I passed by his room and he was saying something and I was like what is he saying and I heard him say something like Sammy can I have noodles mind you he was literally laying in his bed watching something or playing something and I was like what is he telling me and so I went to where I was going and then I called him out like you know I told him like you know come here and I'm like what what are you telling me like what are you what are you asking me he was like can I have noodles and he then he walks away like he walks back to his room like what he was doing and so initially when I heard him I thought that's what he said but when he said it it's not like he was looking for my response so that's why I called him out because I'm like maybe I didn't hear him correctly I thought he was asking me permission to do something but he wasn't in a position to do what I felt like he was asking permission for. So he was saying, can I have noodles? Someone who's asking me, can I have noodles? I would assume that if if you're looking for permission, you're in a position to do what you're asking permission for. So in my mind, can I have noodles? He would be out of his bed like heading towards the kitchen or, you know, in my face asking me to do something or asking me permission to do something so he can do what he wants to do. But he never got out of his room. So I had to call him and I'm like, what do you ask? Like, are you asking me permission? Like, I didn't verbalize that, but I just was inquiring by asking him, what was he telling me? And he just said, can I have noodles? And he walks back to his room. So then I paused And my brain is trying to wrap around what just happened. And so then I'm left to assume that he wasn't asking for permission. He was telling me that he wanted noodles. 
<laughs> like, did he just basically say he wants me to make him some noodles? Like, that's not what he said, but now I just realized that's what I heard, okay? So can I have, can I have noodles? And I just found that to be so powerful because it almost, like he's a child, right? And if this was an adult, like telling me basically, or saying, can I have noodles without saying, please, thank you, butter me up, wait for my response, you would almost feel offended, right? Like, ooh, like who do they think they are? But he's a child. And how I felt in that moment was like, he had the audacity to ask for what he wanted. It wasn't his responsibility to figure out how I was going to make his request, how I was going to fulfill his request. He just made it and he went back to his business, which was watching whatever he was watching and playing with whatever he was playing. But I felt almost compelled to do it because it's like he trusted me so much to just come to me. Like he had so much faith in me to come to me and utilize his words to articulate a need that he had or even a want, something that he desired and left it to me to fulfill it. I felt then responsible for fulfilling it because of the faith that he had in me. He didn't wait to see my response. He didn't wait to see how I was gonna figure out how to make this happen. He didn't know if there was noodles at the house. He didn't know if the, there was proper material to make it happen. He just knew he wanted the noodles and he made his request known. And I sat there and I was like, man, is this the level of audacity that God wants us to have with him? that we're not sitting here trying to figure out how to do things. Like he wasn't double-minded. Like he came and he was very decisive. You know, like he said what he wanted. He asked for it and he left. Like he left it up to me to figure that out. And I'm like, man, like, is this what, what God was saying when he said that you, you have to be childlike? Like this is the childlikeness. Like literally he's a child. And he didn't say, please, like, I don't know, y'all. I was just so in awe about that because I'm like, God, help me to be childlike with you truthfully, like, like genuinely. Like, I want to just come and say, Father, can I have and let that be it. I made my request known and I can go about my business, not trying to wrestle my mind, my brain about how it's going to happen. He didn't think that he offended me. I don't think he had in his mind that he would have offended me because it's like, you're my cousin, you're my older cousin, like who else am I gonna go to? So it's like with God, we don't offend him by asking and making, and making requests to him. He's our father, he's the source. Sometimes, I don't know, I mean, I'll speak for myself, but it's almost as if, I don't make certain requests known, or I shall say that in the past, I wouldn't make certain requests known, and I didn't feel that I could express certain desires that I had because I felt like maybe one, that I wasn't supposed to, for two, that I was, in a sense, inconveniencing God, and for three, I thought that what I 
may have wanted to ask or maybe what I was desiring was not of God. Maybe God wasn't interested in fulfilling these requests or desires. And so I figured that in order to save my breath and not be embarrassed or in order to not offend God, because I don't want God to think that, you know, I'm thinking he's a genie in the bottle, like, let me just not do it. And so instead of being childlike, I was being an adult, okay? Because adults generally are people who are, a matured adult is one who has a certain level of intellect and they understand that things are not just given to them in this world, right? You have to work for things and if you want something, you kind of just have to go and get it. Like you're not asking anybody, like you no longer are a child in with parents in a house where if you wanted milk you just ask your parents for milk and they were to put they were supposed to provide it no now you're in the real world as an adult and if you want milk you have to go and you have to go drive to the store and get your milk like because of this intellect we understand that there's certain responsibilities and there's certain things that we have to do to fulfill certain needs that we have and as a child a child doesn't have that responsibility their mind doesn't even tell them that they're responsible for figuring it out themselves. All they know is that as a child, they have to make a request to their parent, to their guardian, to whoever is deemed to be an adult in their life, to whoever is older and whoever's around them. They're going to make it known because they're a child, right? And so I just was so in awe about that. And from that moment, I literally was like, you know what, God? I hear you. It's almost as if I've been playing small by not making my requests known to you. I want that same level of audacity that my cousin just showed me. And I saw that even as someone who is an adult and understands that there are ways to kind of, you know, ask for things like, may I have, can you please make me? I still wanted to do what he just asked me to do, although I knew there were certain ways to say it better <laughs> because of the level of faith that he had. And so I am reminded of the scripture that talks about a lady who had the audacity. And let me find the scripture for you guys. So in Luke 18, I'm starting from verse one, I'll read in the NIV version. It says, then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but he finally said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice. And quickly, however, when the Son of Man comes, he will find faith on the earth. So this was about the persistency and this is about persistency in prayer because maybe you're not like Samantha and you actually make your requests known to God and you ask for certain things and 
You may feel like maybe I'm bothering God because I am not getting what I desire. I'm not getting what I want. I'm not getting what I almost need. And you feel like maybe I just, I'm not supposed to have it. Like you feel like you're being redundant in prayer. And so this is encouragement to continue to be persistent. In another version though, it does use the term audacity, or maybe I'm getting confused with another scripture and I'll actually read that scripture because I'm reminded of another scripture where Jesus was given a parable about a neighbor who went to their neighbor's house and was asking for like sugar. And it was the audacity that they had that made the neighbor actually give it. And let me find that scripture for you. So in Luke 11, verse 5 through 13, it states, Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who seeks, finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Okay, that scripture, it hits the nail on the head. I think I said that correctly, but you know what I mean. (laughs) That right here is just perfect because it says it's not because of their friendship. Their friendship is not the reason why he got up to go do it. My relationship with my cousin, although I do have a relationship with him and he is one, he butters me up. He's always telling me, you know, I'm beautiful and he loves me. So like he has my heart in that way, but it really wasn't because of my relationship with him that made me feel compelled to do what he requested, but because of his audacity. You you just literally exercise such a level of faith that for one was inspiring for me, for two had me in awe, and for three makes me feel like you deserve what you're asking for because you had that much faith to ask it and to believe that you had it. Because when he turned around, I'm talking about my cousin again, when he turned around to go back to his room, him walking, walking back to his room was like almost as if he already had what he just asked. It's a matter of time before the soup is ready for me to consume. That's what that gave. And that is the level of faith. That is the faith that we should have when we ask God. So we have to know when it is something that we have to be persistent with. So the scripture that I read before about persistency in prayer. So I'm speaking to the person who may be asking for a certain thing and you know that what you're asking for is in the will of God for your life. And you're asking and I haven't seen the results of this prayer and so that scripture was basically saying like continue to be persistent you understand now the scripture that i just read 
is about the audacity and it's really what I wanted to come on this episode and talk about but somebody needs to hear the last one but this one is the one that really speaks on the audacity that we have it's as if you ask what you're asking you make your request known to God and you believe that you have what you asked for you don't wrestle yourself you don't you know, foggle your brain or toggle with your brain, trying to figure out how it's going to happen. That is not your business. That is not your business as a child of God. A true child is one who doesn't have to figure out how things are going to work out, how things are going to happen. They're not trying to figure out how they're going to eat at the end of the day. Like they're not trying to figure out how they're going to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like they just expect it to be. All I got to do is make my request. I am hungry. What I eat, how I eat, I can make a request about what I want to eat. I want to eat chicken nuggets. How I get them chicken nuggets, I don't know. That's not my business. That is for the adult in the house. That is for my father, my mother to figure out. But this is what I want. Do you understand? And so I just love that I was able to have that encounter because it really just showed me what it means to be childlike with God and the position that we are to have in him. And to be childlike does not mean that you're immature. No, we are to be matured in Christ, matured in spiritual things, matured in the spirit, but yet we're not supposed to lose our position of being childlike. It's kind of funny because it's like, you know, you think of a child as someone who is, you know, immature, but they're only immature because of lack of knowledge about certain things, right? Like we kind of deem children to be naive, innocent. But as adults, we're, we're supposed to grow up in maturity. There's something that a 30-year-old knows and a way that a 30-year-old lives I am not expecting a five-year-old to know what a 30-year-old knows. The 30-year-old is mature for his age, right? And a five-year-old can be mature for a five-year-old. I hope that makes sense, right? So just because you're a certain age doesn't mean that you can't be matured for that age. A five-year-old who is mature and a five-year-old who is immature will be able to tell the difference. And we're measuring them according to other five-year-olds. I'm not measuring a five-year-old to a 30-year-old and saying, okay, well, five-year-old, you're immature because you don't measure up to what a 30-year-old knows and does. No, that's just sort of insane. Like that is just not even something to compare. And so where you are on your journey, right, you can still be childlike, meaning that you come to God as a child, not losing that, that sense of child that depends solely on their father and their mother, the father being the source. We don't lose that dependency on our father is what I'm trying to get at. But we still grow and mature at the level that we are in him. So I hope that makes sense. But basically, I guess to sum up what I'm saying don't lose that childlike faith. Don't lose that I can ask for it and believe that I receive it. And when you mature, you 
enter certain like realms where you now have greater knowledge about how to almost exercise your rights and exercise certain principles, how to put those knowledge into action, right? We have an episode that we were talking about knowledge plus action, knowledge plus wisdom equals power. And it is with that power that God can do exceedingly and abundantly. And so with prayer and with making your requests known, it's like when you tap into a certain level of knowledge based off of your maturity, you're able to access more and or access something different than you were able to access at a lower level. And so going back to the five-year-old and the 30-year-old, a five-year-old who is mature for a five-year-old doesn't know certain information a 30-year-old knows, right? But that's the beauty and growth in this life because you learn as you grow and as you learn you're able to access certain things you couldn't access as a five-year-old even though you were so mature for a five-year-old and so that's the beauty in the journey and i'm grateful that i was reminded because you know you read the scriptures and you almost feel like yeah i got that down packed but it's not until you experience something and you then begin to like self-evaluate and you're able to make a comparison and a healthy one, right? Not a, you know, not a negative one, but a healthy one where it's like, wow, God, am I like this with you? How can I be like this with you? Because you're showing me something here. And so I hope that just put a smile on your face. <laughs> and if you are one who's like, girl, I do that. And I see the results. I come to my father as truly a child dependent on him then i am so happy for you and if you needed to hear the the verse the parable about the persistency then i pray that was a blessing to you and those of you who listened who are like samantha who was like yeah sometimes i don't really ask for things i just feel like i have to figure it out for myself well i hope that this was encouragement to you to to be childlike in that regard when it comes to requesting things and requesting it in faith and believing that what you ask you have because yes, I'm also reminded of the scripture that says, when I thought like a child, I reason like a child, but I put childish things away. I'm reminded of that scripture, but that has to do again with more so the maturity aspect, not the position of being a child dependent on the father, dependent on the source. And so don't not be childlike in your dependency of God is basically where I'm trying to get at mature 100 percent mature there's no reasons why you shouldn't be maturing mature in knowledge mature in mind don't confuse maturing in mind to meaning that you now have to disconnect that cord of dependency on god yeah that's that's how i want to end that okay and so i don't know maybe my cousin at some point in his life he will listen to this episode and I want to dedicate this episode to him. I've never done that before, but I want to dedicate this episode to him <laughs> because he has truly taught me a lot and I'm grateful for his life. I'm grateful that I could be a part of his life, that God found it fit, that he was to be born in this family and I am so proud of him and I just know that he would do great things in this life and I don't know at what age he will hear this, maybe even his 20s, his 16s, I don't know, but 
I love you greatly and you are special. You are unique. You are one of a kind. Thank you for teaching me a 26 year old, one who is 20 years older, a mature 26 year old. And yet as a six year old, you taught me something that has allowed me to experience something new in my relationship with God. And so I am grateful. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode. I hope it was a blessing. You know that I love you, but Jesus loves you so, 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 so much. Be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. When I say I love Jesus, I really do. For who he is, not for what he can do. I am persuaded that he is the same. Yesterday, today, forever won't change. I will praise him with this dance. I will praise him with this song. And I'll praise him from my lips. This song from my heart. If you really love Jesus, clap three times. Clap three times.